What's up, y'all? You are listening to For the Artists Say podcast brought to you by Creative M Projects. I'm your host, Melissa Cherie. Today's feature goes by the name of Shalomi Castiel. Hopefully I said that right. He's also known as Shalomi the homie. He is a professional tattoo artist, okay, for 18 plus years, which is crazy when you look at him, you're like, you can't have been doing that for that long. Out of California, of course, he's been blessed to travel all over doing tattooing. He specializes in black and gray portrait realism, but he loves tattooing and every style. Originally, he wanted to become a graphic designer, uh, started attending college. I love how he says plans changed for the better. Ooh, maybe we can get into that. But his passion truly is for tattooing. He loves spending time with family, gets into jujitsu, classic cars. He's all about the positivity. He literally is my brother from another, y'all. So if you're out there, snap it up for Shalome. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Melissa? I'm doing well. I'm doing even better now that I have you on here with me. Right on. Likewise. That's cool. This is exciting. Yeah, I, I love, first of all, okay, I love your shop. Thank you. Yeah, this is where all the magic happens. A lot of, a lot of tears, a lot of joy, a lot of everything here. People Wait a minute. Are... Tears? Why are there tears in there? People cry because it hurts, huh? Hurts or just very, you know, emotional, you know, meaningful tattoos. You know, I, I do a lot of uh, memorial tattoos. So somebody passes away and, you know, they get their, their son that passed away and they, or whoever, and, you know, they, they get to see their, their face on them, a portrait of their kids. So it just, they get very emotional or a moment, you know, captures a moment, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's rewarding. It's, it's, uh, that I could, I could do that for people. So that's dope. I never, I never thought about that aspect of how emotional, tattooing can be i've just thought about the pain that's the only reason i haven't done it because i'm a i'm a a wimp just do it just do it (laughs) so okay people get emotional you know some people get emotional some people they it's weird some people they'll look at their you know in the mirror they're like cool thanks and you're like damn they like it and then they go home and they send you this long paragraph thanks for the good experience it's amazing and you're like, dude, you didn't express that at all. But you know, everybody's different. They express themselves differently, you know. But but yeah. That's funny. Sometimes it takes a minute to process, you know, it's like yeah. you process the emotions and the experience. I feel like it's that way kind of in life too. No, you're right. Yeah, sometimes things click in right away and sometimes you're like, what just happened? Wait a minute, <laughs> you know. I got a new car. I can't believe it or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about this. So you were, you started going to college? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, since I was a little, little kid, uh, actually my uncle uh, was like a really big, you know, inspiration in my life. My mom too, but my, my uncle, uh, he was really like the artist. He would just draw some cool stuff. Um, and whenever I'd go to my grandparents' house, he would have like this just cool drawing. I remember this one particular one. It was uh, like a mound with a windy road leading to the top of this mound, and like a castle on top or something like that. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. I'm like, I can't believe 
you could do that with a pencil. And then he would just kind of like spark something uh, in my head. His name is Danny. And uh, I was like, wow, I, you know, what made you come up with that or whatever? And he's like, wow, look at, you know, you could find art everywhere. You could look at these tiles on the ground and look, can you picture like, there's an elephant here, almost kind of like when you're looking at the clouds and he's like, you picture this, you know? So it kind of got my mind going, kind of looking for things within, you know, art within anything, you know? So I started drawing and, uh, you know, I wasn't good at it in the beginning. And that's one thing, one thing I, I think I, I would love for people to kind of understand, in, in, at least in my eyes, you know, I don't think anybody's born with a natural talent. You know, mm -hmm. I, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you were just born with it. No, I, I when I started drawing, I, I, you know, my drawings were crap, you know, one great. But I think the gift that that somebody that, that we're all born with is we've we have a love for something even when we suck at it, you know. So when you're for me, I, I was just obsessed with drawing until it became good, you know, so I kept drawing you know, I remember one of the first drawings I, that I was kind of infatuated with drawing is like uh, animals and horses and women, women's faces. I, I was just, I was like drawing, you know, realistic stuff. Anything I could see, I would, you know, look at it. I was born in Israel, so it wasn't like, a, you know, it wasn't internet back then or, you know, it was just like, what what can I draw? And I would look for things to to draw and just draw whatever I could see that was still. And so I think just being obsessed with it, you just get obsessed until you get it. And then you build off of that until you get really good. And then, you know, you get better and better. And if you really love it, you never stop wanting to get better, you know, no matter what point of your career, you know, so, but, um, but yeah, I just, uh, and in high school, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I always wanted to become uh, a well-known artist. I, I I think that was like in back of my head, just always, man, it'd be cool to be a famous artist. And I remember like right before I was graduating, you know, that in school, they kind of like try to steer you like, oh, well, since you like these hobbies, you know, you could do this. And then one of the options was computer graphic artist or designer. And so I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll go to college and do that. An artist wasn't on anything they were kind of talking about. But I remember one of my friends, my family friends, they came over and they were like, Shlomi, what are you going to do now that you're going to graduate? And they didn't mean anything bad by it, but I think they're just an old school mentality. But they were like, well, you know, now that you're graduating, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, first thing that came to my mind wasn't computer graphic artist, wasn't it, it was I would love to become a famous artist. And they laughed. And I was like, they're like, ah, you know, the, the only way you become a famous artist is if you pass away and then your artworks get, get your artwork is famous. And I think they were thinking more like Picasso and Van Gogh and, you know, some of these older artists, you know, they didn't really, their paintings didn't make millions until they passed away. So I think that was their mentality. So I didn't think they, they meant bat by it, but, but it really hit me hard. I was like, maybe they're, maybe they're right, you know? So I was like, maybe I'll just become and go for, for something more safer or whatever. So, um, but then I went to college for computer graphic artist and took all these 
you know, life drawing, drawing naked people just sitting there and computer graphics and all this stuff. And, but I was like, I can't see myself sitting in front of a computer all day and just, just didn't feel me, you know? So I just, life takes you different ways. And eventually, you know, I'd seen one of my buddies getting tattooed and I was like, man, I really, I should try this. This feels like, you know, something like be cool to try and to get back into art and, and that was when I was uh, 25, and once I started, and yeah, the rest is history. So it's can't can't regret it. Okay, so yeah, because I mean, from what I've heard, it's like tattooing on like human canvas is a very specific skill. Like it's not the same as you know, no using paper and stuff like that. Yeah, totally different. You know, I, I mean, just because you can draw doesn't mean you can tattoo. And I mean, but if you get obsessed with it, you can figure it out. But, you know, you, paper is very forgiving. You could you could erase the pencil. The paper doesn't move on you. It doesn't bleed, doesn't cry, doesn't, you know, flinch. You know, you got, you know, everybody's skin is different. You know, you got to, you know, some people's skin is like tattooing an alligator is so thick you're like geez like i gotta you know do a couple passes on this guy or whoever but yeah it's definitely you know and everybody heals differently some people don't take care of their tattoos even though you tell them exactly what to do they go home and one of their friends is like ah no you should do this this works and then and then they apply all these different things and now it's like getting irritated but you know so as an artist you know, you, you want to, or tattoo artists, you want to make sure you're specific about how to take care of it. And, but yeah, everybody's different. They, everybody's skin is different. Some people drink before they come here and they don't say anything. So you're tattooing them and they're just bleeding way more than, you know, they should. So the blood dilutes the ink as you're, you know, tattooing them. So it doesn't come out as black or gray as you want it. So all these obstacles but but yeah that's the fun of it it's a challenge and but at the end you're just like wow you know i made that on somebody and they get to to walk around their walking billboard you know mm -hmm. that's pretty cool so you must have a lot of patience with certain things so <laughs> yeah it's funny because my, my dad is uh is a mechanic he's been a mechanic as, as long as i can remember but he would you know he was like, oh, you know, help me out on this. And then like trying to put a bolt between all these parts and stuff and trying to like, as soon as that bolt fall, falls down, I'm like, ah, fuck, I, I don't know, I get, <laughs> get so frustrated. But I could sit in front of skin or paper for hours and hours and I'll be happy. You know? So I just, I think everybody's got certain things that they're, you know, if you're passionate about it, you'll have the patience and you'll, you'll want to be there. But if, if you're not passionate about it, it just doesn't capture your interest. You're just going to be like, ah, screw this. And mm -hmm. That's what I think. Okay. Now you said that you were born and raised in Israel. Yeah, I was born in Israel and uh, we came out to the U S when I was 11. So. Yeah, okay. So you were there long enough to remember what it was like. I mean, yeah, can you, can you, kind of compare and contrast growing you know the two different 
cultures in terms of your experience? I know you were a kid in one and you were kind of an adult. In the uh, other, but. I mean, I, you know, I, in Israel, I grew up in, you know, I was in, I was born in 79. So in the eighties, majority of the, all of eighties, I was in Israel. And so I'm sure, I don't know how it was out here in, in the U S but childhood was fun. You go outside, you didn't have to worry about getting snatched up or, you know, you could just, you know, I'm sure people got snatched up. I just wasn't social media to let everybody know about it, you know, but, um, you know, it was, it was, I had a great childhood and, you know, my, my, um, you know, we didn't grow up wealthy or anything like that, you know, but, um, my dad, you know, struggled and he, uh, you know, my mom worked hard around the house, take care of us. And it just, uh, you know, as far as the comparison, I would say, I mean, I remember that when we first came to the U.S., the first big change I, I realized, like, on being on the freeway, I was like, wow, there's like four or five lanes on this road. I'm like, I've only seen like one, you know, so I don't remember more, you know, I was like, everything's just bigger here. Everything just like, you know, food was like bigger meals and just everything was just you know mm. just different the, the stoplights i remember that had the arrow or the you know the countdown mm. or whatever i don't I, I remember that was like a lot different but i mean as far as and everything else i mean it's you know you got cars you got roads you got you know i guess okay. as a kid i didn't realize the other differences and yeah no, you have to forgive me. Hopefully this does not come across as a super ignorant question. But no. what I'm thinking of is like, so Israel for me is, I always equate Israel with being, you know, like very spiritual, very holy, like, you know, the holy land. So, yeah. you know, and then when you, when I think of like, cause I'm born and raised in America. So like, I feel like from a young age, I was very aware of like wanting to be like larger than life. You know what I mean? Like always dreaming, always thinking of like big things when it comes to like creativity and art. And I'm just wondering like if it's like that or if it was like that for you as a kid in Israel, like were you very aware of like arts and creativity or was it more like of a spiritual place to grow up in? Mm -hmm. Maybe looking at now is more of a spiritual place. Um, I guess there's a lot of, you know, different, like Jerusalem, for example. I remember I remember being there and I remember like the stones and just very, uh, the architectural stuff, you know, is very, uh, looking at now, like I didn't appreciate it back then because I was, I think, because I was younger and just like, oh, we're going here, you know. And I, as a kid, I was like, wow, this is like, big you know but looking at now but i guess the culture you know is more like in, in the jewish religion there's a, a a holiday called yom kippur which is you fast for 24 hours you don't eat drink you know you can't drive or nothing and then out there for that day from what i remember is everybody on that day did go walk outside just to you know, because you can't drive in all the streets, nobody would drive. Like everybody would just be walking and, you know, going to the temple or whatnot. So it was a, you know, it's like a 
it's cool to see like everybody doing this one thing we're here you'd never know because you know there's most you know the jews that are celebrating it they're they're not you know it's not like we're packed everywhere and just like here and there and if they do and then some of them don't follow it exactly they'll still drive or whatnot so you won't notice it but see so yeah, as far as in that you know um i guess as a kid you, i didn't really you know you appreciate things more when you get older or when you don't have it you know so Mm -hmm. uh, being out here you know i've been out here for 30 30 plus years so yeah did your family mom dad the uncle that you looked up to did they support you as you were moving towards being an artist like when they found out you were going to be tattooing or whatever it was were they like yeah this is awesome or <laughs> um you know my, my uncle because I, I i haven't really uh I haven't seen my uncle Danny since I left Israel. So, you know, 30 plus years ago, I've, I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times, a few times, and we stay in touch like once in a while on like Instagram. So I know he's like, I know he's proud and I know he, he you know, he's all into the art. He's a, he's a really, really well-known chef out in Israel now. So he does like some pretty cool stuff. So he took a different route, but um, my dad, I know my dad, my dad's old school and I, I love him he's got his ways and I remember when I when I first told like I told him that you know I was going to tattoo full-time I think he was he's more of like take the safe safe route you know maybe you know you got kids to take care of you should you know maybe that's not the right move and blah blah mm -hmm. but when I told my mom my mom you know she asked me a couple of questions like you know do you think you're you'll be able to make you know make enough money to support the kids and this and that? And I told her, you know, if I if I do this this and that, I think I'll be all right, you know, and I'll have more time with the kids. I'll be happier. And she just said, well, if you think you think you could do it, then you should go for it. And to me, that that's all that mattered, you know. And it's nice to you know, it's good to believe in yourself. And and once you you determine you're determined you're like you know i'm gonna do this that's all you need but it's nice to have somebody especially your mom you know that you look up to you know give you that extra support and you're like oh that feels good you know somebody else believes in me and because really when when i was about to make that transition from working this job that i had full-time to tattooing it was scary it i was like man am i making the right decision you know um you know, I'm getting a steady paycheck, take care of my kids and all that. And I was ra raising them on my own. I, I took sole custody of them at that time. So I was like, this is, is this a selfish move. Is this something that I, you know, I just want to follow my heart in this one. And so it, it was, uh, yeah, it's pretty scary. But, and a lot of people, you know, they're kind of same attitude. Well, you have kids, you sure you want to do this, this and that. But I think you just you just got to follow your heart and if it feels scary and it feels exciting at the same time that's usually a good sign that you should just go for it and I told myself you know what if if it doesn't work out I could always get a job doing what I was doing mm -hmm. but at least I tried it you know at least I you know at least I said you know at least I I gave it a, a full go 
without having that regret, you know? So, and I'm glad I did. It was the best, best decision I've made financially and, you know, career-wise, the best, you know, decision. So definitely don't regret it. Mm, I'm going to snap to that, okay? I love that. I love that. Thank that's you. Like, that's like, a, that is a common, um, I want to say roadblock or like fork in the road for artists is like choosing between am I going to be able to handle the everyday like responsibilities or am I going to like go after what I think I should be going after because I can't stop thinking about it and so I feel like sometimes you know artists will tend to kind of not fully go in they'll just like kind of dabble but I think when you do that it doesn't actually set you up to be fully successful then you know yeah i think yeah i i agree um i I, yeah i see a lot of that you know because i tattoo all all walks of life all ages all types of careers and um you know but i I see a lot of people that you know i could have easily been that guy like oh i used to draw really cool stuff back when i was younger all the way through high school and and that would have been my highlight of my art, you know, but mm-hmm. I think I, you know, and I had a few obstacles in my life where I felt like, God, is this really like what I'm supposed to do? And I was searching. I was like, what else can I do? What, you know, and, and sometimes it's because there's just a hobby all the way through high school. So you don't think it could be a career sometimes, you know, and and, and it could go for different different people with different things that they used to do but they're searching like what can I do that makes me happy and I think if you I believe in like this thing called law of attraction manifestation right and if you think about something hard enough and you you know believe that you will you know you'll find it you will find it it's just going to happen so I think if most people most people don't think about that they just get their you know whatever job they have and then they get promoted and then, you know, and then they go and that's fine. Some, if that's what makes them happy, great. But they get stuck in this career and they get kid, they have kids and family and they're like, well, I can't just leave because how am I going to make a living? But if you or they think, oh, what, what else can I do? I don't know what I could do. And then they stop thinking about it. But if you make that a priority and, and tell yourself, what what do I what's gonna make me happy? I need to find that one thing that's just I could be really good at and be passionate about. But think about it every day until it pops up. It's like a light bulb just snaps one day. But if you if you don't keep thinking about it, it's not gonna happen. But if you do, I promise you, it's gonna it's gonna let you just gonna be like, oh my god, why didn't I think about this years ago? But it just because you constantly pursued that answer or that you know the answer to that question you've been having it's just gonna pop up and then for me that's like you know you never think like oh, okay he's been an artist why didn't you think about tattooing all these years and you know i walked into a tattoo shop a couple times for piercing or whatever but at 25 i walked in i was like because i was searching like what can i do i need to make a little more money but i really want to do something i enjoy and it's like watching all these other artists drawing and tattooing. I felt like I was back in like my high school class, drawing class. I'm like, I felt like even though I wasn't part of any, any, anybody that was there, 
but I felt like almost like I belonged there. And I was like, man, I, I need to try this out, you know? And it was a, it wasn't an easy thing to get into because tat, the tattoo world, you know, especially, you know, almost 20 years ago, it was a lot harder to get into because everybody's like, you know, they don't, they don't want to just give you information. You gotta, or you have to get an apprenticeship to get in. So, and I didn't know anybody in, in that field. So I've had to figure it out myself until, you know, I, until I ran into, you know, some of the most awesome people, my best friend, Mikey Montoya, he's helped me out so much in my career, just like really criticized my work, like truly honestly, and just gave me like, you know, really good advice and, and made me just work harder until I figured things out. Um, and I'll always be grateful for that. But, you know, I think, you know, and that's another thing too, when, when somebody gets into something they're passionate about, don't be afraid to ask like, Hey, what do you think? Even people that are not into that career or that field, just ask your kids or anybody like, Hey, how do you, how, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And, and be ready to be crushed by honesty because mm. that's, what's going to help you grow, you know? And, and if you're afraid to ask that question, you're just going to assume you're doing good. Mm-hmm. And one day you're going to get a reality shift. Damn, why do I suck? You know, maybe you didn't, ask enough questions you know so but yeah <laughs> that's so good i love it you're like be ready to be crushed yeah it hurts, <laughs> you know the honesty and, and the truth sometimes could be very hurtful but but we need it you know and to grow because yeah. you don't see things sometimes you're aware of it but you think ah nobody's gonna notice this you know like mm-hmm. you know, like I did a, a portrait. I remember one of the first few portraits I did. I'm like, oh man, this is I know this came out good. Can't wait to show my buddy Mikey this, you know. And he'd look at it like, man, that the shading's rough, her eyes crooked, her hair's messed up. I'm like, damn, like he noticed all that. <laughs> so the next time I did a portrait, I'm like, I better step up my game. I gotta make sure everything's on point, you know. And then and then next thing you know, like we're we're just pushing each other you know he'll text me a picture like hey what do you think of this and then i'll be like hey everything's good but this is a little off i think or this and that but Mm -hmm. yeah just it's it's fun and if you're passionate about it and you really want to be great at something that's i think that's one of the recipes you know Mm -hmm. definitely but because he was your friend that's the main reason why you were open to receive what he had to say um Yes, but I would ask, you know what, I, I would ask my kids too sometimes. And, you know, even though they didn't know anything about tattooing, mm-hmm. um, I would just want to see like, you know, or just a random person. Like, hey, what do you think of this? You know, not a random person walking down the street, but just, you know, somebody that, that was around me at the time or whatever. And then they would be like, oh, it looks cool. But, or I'll show, you know, my lady, I'd be like, hey, what do you think of this? She'll be like, Ah, something's off you know and then I'm like if she thinks something's off somebody else probably thinks something is off so let me figure it out you know so it makes you just kind of open your eyes it's just somebody that's willing to be honest with you because most people are not they'll tell you you know you'll post something on Instagram Facebook or whatever and then everybody comments sick badass awesome you know and then mm-hmm. but then you realize you know, you might not even think about it till like a couple years later. 
and then you grow as an artist and you're like you know your artwork gets better and then you look at old stuff that you didn't you see all the imperfections you did and you're like damn i can't believe i posted this but all these people commented like all these amazing things and it wasn't amazing she's like shit you know were they lying or were they just you know like just didn't know any better so you just kind of check yourself you know yeah that's a couple of things in what you're saying right now because i feel like sometimes people just have a different lens like for some people that might really have been like oh man that is sick because their their measurement or their standard is in a certain place you know yeah no no you're right again like i don't know i'm flashing back to like my mom will tell me things and i'll be looking at her like did you just say that she's like listen I'm going to tell you, okay? Your friends aren't going to tell you the truth, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm like, dang, yeah. mom. <laughs> hey, moms are honest. But moms are definitely honest. But I mean, I don't I don't think we should take lightly either, Shalomi, the fact that, like, you had to get to that place, even though, like, you're asking, like, your friend, your kids maybe some people you don't know that great like you still had to get to a place where you were willing to be open to receive what was going to come back to you you yeah. know yeah, like you how did you get it. there was that just age or maturity or what um i think determination to be better mm. you know because if you're like and that's part of wanting to be better if you just assume you're getting better just by doing it then you know einstein had this quote which i love he said um it's insanity to think that you could do the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and expect different results it's insanity it's insane so you're going to do the exact same thing over and over again and things are just going to be different no so when i was tattooing and i noticed things weren't like it was i was doing the same thing i'm like something's got to change i gotta you know what do i gotta change so either i would try something else or i I would ask you know like hey what do you think of this and when it was you know because i was desperate i wanted to be better i just like i know my work could be better so i was like man i want to really you know, improve on it. So when you ask, you're desperate to get better. You're like, ah, let me ask somebody, you know, and in my case, I was fortunate enough that, you know, I had good people around me and they were honest and, you know, so, you know, but it it was up to me to figure out the how, like, you know, it wasn't just like, hey, it's messed up. This is what you should do, which is the fun process, you know? So like my buddy Mikey would be like, you know, man, it's the shading is a little rough, you know, and in the hair or the eye, you know, but he didn't tell me like how to correct it. I had to go, you know, and then when I worked on it again, I'm like, okay, let me figure this out. Okay. This is smoother. This is better. This is, you know, take my time on certain things, but, uh, but yeah, you know, you just, you, if you're really determined and desperate to get better, you'll do desperate things. And then getting, getting your feelings hurt a little bit is it in you know sometimes you know desperate measures to if you really want to get there you know mm-hmm. i'm thinking of a question okay and i feel like i'm gonna know your answer 
Oh, just based off of what you talked about earlier with this, okay. but I'm just gonna ask it <laughs> because <laughs> you have like I love your name, okay, Shlomi. Like you're the only Shlomi in the whole world that I know. Even your <laughs> last name is like it's a drop the mic name. It's like dang, that's a great name. <laughs> so I feel like this is my question. This is my question. There are some people that believe that some people like they're just destined to be like great and amazing. And, you know, and it's like your name almost gives you that like, yeah, we knew Shalomi was going to be like amazing in some sort of artistic, creative way because your name is just so sick. But it's like, do you believe that? Do you believe that people are like, it's it's in the cards for them. Like it's already written that you are going to do great things. Do you think that's like select for some people or do you think that's for all? No, I, I believe it's for some people. I, I, you know, I think talking to, to some people, you're like, you could give them all the, the best advice and, you know, because sometimes you look from the outside, you're like, oh, shit, this is this is the issue or this is what you need to do to like to step up to the next level. Not that I know everything. I don't. But just sometimes you, you're, you've you been through certain things. You're like, oh, I see that, you know what it is. And it's like they're like, but nothing changes. They do the same thing. But but sometimes you just it has to come within, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but I just you feel this burning fire when you're just like want to be great at something and and i'm not saying i'm great or this and that but i'm i'm learning and i'm always trying to get better so if i'm better than what i was you know last year to me that's a great you know um how would i say just you know you're moving in the right direction you know but yeah i don't think everybody's got that fire in that will to be great some people are just content with just working whatever nine to five and just spending you know their you know their family time or just you know and that's not nothing wrong with it and that's great that's another great in its own way you know because who are we to say you know only you're great you know uh, tattooing or a, a rock star or whatever that's great you could be there's, there's different versions of great, you know, so, you know, we can't knock anybody for, for what they choose. But if they complain about it and they're like, I can't stand this, blah, blah, you're so lucky because I've had people like, oh, you're so lucky you get to do this for a living. You know, I get to be this, you know, working this shitty job or whatever. Then, yeah, then it's not within them because, you know, they just choose to be just staggered you know just they, they choose to just be on the same you know they're not doing anything about it but if you really want change you're gonna just be desperate and you will find ways you know and you're gonna be great at whatever you put your heart into you know i i you know i remember getting really good advice from an old manager of mine he said um you know if you're if you're gonna do something just whatever you do just give it 110 percent. you're already here you're already doing it 
you give it a hundred, you know, hundred ten percent, everything you got, and then you, you think the person that gives it twenty percent one day, fifty percent another day, hundred percent another day, twenty percent. How far do you think they'll be in a year versus the person that gives it a hundred percent? You're gonna go way past, right? And then if you're passionate about it, you're just really gonna show, and you're gonna be successful versus you know if you're just you know, not giving it all you got, you know, and you're, you're going to regret it. You're going to, you know, and then you're already used to doing that on a daily basis. So it becomes part of you. I think it just becomes of who you are. So when that opportunity comes your way, you're not going to be lazy certain days. You're not going to be like, Oh, well, today I'm just going to give it 50% because kind of, it's kind of what I do, you know, but if you're passionate about it, you already got the work ethic. So when the right opportunity comes, you're just already killing it. And you just, you're really going to surpass, you know, a lot of, of your old self, I should say. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm taking a peek at the clock too. Cause you know, I'll, I'll just keep rambling and off some stuff, but I do want to know <laughs> this. <laughs> so do you, do you have like a lot of free time? to just draw and just do whatever you want? Or are you primarily spending the bulk of your time when you are doing your sketches and stuff like that, actually like doing your work on people? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I feel like I, I, for a few years now, I feel like I my time is spread pretty thin. Um, maybe it's because I'm not prioritizing like, certain things but uh you know you gotta you gotta make a living so you gotta gotta work gotta feed the family you know but um so I, I work I do work a lot and during the week I take the weekends off so I, I could have like time on the weekend to to do certain like arts and crafts and drawing or whatever painting but I choose to spend it with my family um you know I, I do jujitsu like three times a week uh, for about a couple hours uh, at a time so which I love I'm obsessed with it um, mm-hmm. and I, it's something that I it's really helped my my health a lot um, and just my mind and it's it's pretty awesome so if whoever's not doing it you should try it it's really good for you uh, <laughs> and my daughter and my son do it too and it's it's pretty cool but uh, yeah, I you know once in a while I'll just sit there, sit here, and I'll I'll paint something or I'll draw something. Um, but I think that's one of my future goals is to you know as I get older, I don't mm-hmm. think I'll ever stop tattooing uh, as long as I can. But I would want to transition some of that time from tattooing to painting and drawing. Um, I think that'd be that's definitely one of my my future goals just to to kind of slow it down as far as in that definitely because I enjoy yeah. it I love it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel do you feel like um, because you do what you do as an artist that you are more grounded, more like living like you live a life of kind of because you seem super chill like super even kill. <laughs> yeah um, like, do you feel like it calms you or balances you or in some way it, yeah I mean I'm, I think I'm 
naturally like just you know pretty pretty chill person i always everybody's like damn you're so calm you're like yeah you know but <laughs> uh, but i but tattooing does and, and definitely makes me a happier human being you know because mm-hmm. I, I i look forward to tattooing and don't get me wrong there's days you're like man i had a long night last night you know whether it's partying or just working and then you know like all right let's do this you know but once i mm-hmm. i'm you know, I'm tattooing or working with my clients. I, I really, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I don't really like, uh, you know, not feel like going to work. I really enjoy, I don't dread it. You know, I, I really enjoy what I do. I really enjoy talking to, you know, I love what I do tattooing, but I feel like it's a, it's a huge blessing in my life to be able to talk to people on a personal level because you, you hear so many like, crazy and cool stories you know that what people are going through what they've been through or advice or you know or just mm-hmm. people that have passed for example they tell you stories about them and you're like wow it makes you appreciate life it makes you aware of certain things and then mm-hmm. a lot of times you know they give you you know something that you can take back with you but also you you know I try to give people like some really good you know, advice that I believe works. And, and when they come back, you know, in the future and they're like, man, you know, I took your, your advice. This really like changed my life or helped me out. It's very rewarding, you know, when, when you, when people like listen and, and take your advice, some people, they listen and they don't, you know, they do the same thing, but, but then the ones that are really, it looks, it seems like it touched them, you know, and and it changed something within them. So I feel very blessed to do that. And, you know, being positive, I think is a huge thing, you know, with, you know, with everybody. Never judge a book by its cover because some people are, you know, you think they're one one way and then you, you sit down and you tattoo them and you're like, man, this person is super cool, you know, like I can't, I would have never guessed. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Um, you have to tell us what your name means for sure before we get off there. It means super awesome. That's what it means. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I believe it. You're super yeah. awesome. <laughs> Thanks. No, uh so Shlomi is uh it's more of a biblical name and it it's like it's from uh from the bible so king solomon mm-hmm. is so the modern name for solomon is shlomi in israel so uh so my name takes after my grandfather on my dad's side and then castiel um my my grandparents they're they migrated from spain from actually from morocco and back then they, they a lot of the jews were kind of hated and they're getting kicked out wherever they were living at so they used to name change their last name into whatever town they're staying at i want to say it was don't call me this but i want to say it's castellano mm-hmm. and so they took part of the the city's name and then they added the word god in hebrew means l so l in, in hebrew means god so they took casti from Castellano and then added L 
which made Castiel, and then it's, it's where my last name originated from. So, uh, so yeah, so I got, you know, it's pretty cool to have God within my name, you know. But uh, so yeah, and in Shlomi the homie, kind of people would have a really hard time saying my name or remembering how to say it or they'd butcher it like all through from elementary school to high school like salami you know pastrami and you know so i'm like man what could i you know i'll tell them like shlomi they're like shlomi i'm like so i would just be like shlomi the homie and be like oh the homie so it just kind of stuck with me and then people would just call me what's up shlomi the homie so i'm like man you know so when i started you know doing my social media and all that i was like oh, what better name to do it than shlomi the homie people would easily remember it versus try to figure out what shlomi means you know they're like is this food? <laughs> so yeah so look i was gonna ask you what are your socials is like bam Homie, y'all can find him on iTunes. Are you breaking up there? Sorry. Say that again. I was like, um, that was a smooth transition because I was going to ask you, where can people find you? And you basically told them already. Shalom yeah. the homie. And I'm like, is that on Instagram? Yeah. S-H-L-O-M-I. Shlomi the homie. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's... uh. It's definitely unique. It's different, you know. Um, but they always butcher it, even in, you know, Jamba Juice or something. They always have like a, a whole meeting, like before they even say, they're like, "What is what are they saying?" And they they talk to their coworkers. How do you say it? And they're like, "Salami." I'm like, "Shit." <laughs> so I just say my name is Sean. It's easier. At least they try. Yeah, they tried. <laughs> no, you will not. That is <laughs> Sean is too basic for you. Okay, we will not be using Sean. <laughs> all right, no Sean. <laughs> Man, all right. Well, let's see. Do you are do you still work? Do you tattooing people later or what? Yeah, I have. Uh, so me and my kids are gonna do jujitsu. Uh, in about an hour or so, give or take. And then uh, I have a client tonight at 9.30. So I work pretty crazy hours. So um, say I'll probably be done like around 1, 2, 3 a.m., who knows, and then back at it tomorrow. Yeah, I, I tattoo Monday through uh, Monday through Friday. And then sometimes I, if I need a little break or you know, I have a cancellation, I'm like, oh, you know what, today I'm, you know, just gonna chill. So sometimes you got to do that. You got to let your body rest too. So you got to balance it out. You know, I think that's one of the hardest things as a, you know, when you have a family is balancing your time, making sure you get a, give enough time to your to your work, give enough time to your your partner, give enough time to your kids, and then if you have any extra time, time for yourself. So. I'm I'm blessed that you know my time for myself is you know tattooing even though it's work I feel like it, it keeps me sane so mm -hmm. well that's 
cool because there's only 24 hours in the day. Not enough. We only get so many hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Wow. All right. Well, man, it's always hard to land the plane, but we're going to have to wrap it. We're going to start wrapping it up. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I, I appreciate you taking your time and, you know, talking to me and I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you saying yes. Yeah, you know, of course. I always, I always throw it out there to every artist that, you know, maybe we'll have a part two to every conversation. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Definitely. If you need some <laughs> more positivity in your life, give me a call. We'll record some more. But yeah. Yes. For sure. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, let me just remind you guys that you've been listening to For the Artist. Um, and we have been talking to Shalomi the homie. So you need to find him on Instagram. You can see his work. He's an amazing tattoo artist and we've just had a wonderful conversation. So until next week, you guys already know what it is. I want you to keep reading and peace. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of For the Artists. Many of you ask, how can we keep the podcast going? It's easy. Make a donation to Cash App right now. You can find us at Creative M Projects or simply go to our website, www.creativemprojects.org and make a donation there. We appreciate your support. Till next week. <laughs>